Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the book of John, the gospel just read. Here is a little boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? God abundantly provides. I'm often amazed at his provision, and often that provision comes in surprising forms. Take, for example, the book of Jonah. Here we have a prophet who has preached one of the greatest campaigns of repentance in the history of the world, and he sits to watch in judgment on the city. Then God provides. In this case, provides a gourd that grows up in a single day to shade Jonah. The next day, God provides a worm to kill the gourd. As a result, God and Jonah have a few words about his attitude. In fact, in that story, God provided a fish to get him to his destination. He provided him with survival inside the fish, and he provided the whole account to presage the death and resurrection of Christ, the Lord of glory. In our New Testament text, there are few surprises. Most of you could probably recount the story fairly well without reading it. We begin in questionable territory, the bad neighborhood by the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Tiberias. One of Caesar's responsibilities was providing bread for the people, and on this Sea of Caesar, Jesus would do the same. Many are following Jesus, seeking his provision, seeking his healing. And we are informed that the Passover is near, the feast of the Lamb, when Elijah was expected to return. Jesus sits with his disciples and poses a question. Where shall we buy bread for this people to eat? But he already has the answer. Philip is quick to answer with a practical response. He has the calculations worked out and knows that eight months' wages would not even give each one a bite. Andrew gives a slightly more optimistic approach. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And then it begins. All of this acts as prelude. The major parties have been brought together for the miracle to occur. The time and place are there due to God's expectation and provision. The expectation of a miracle is palpable. The crowd has seen other things and expects more. But the disciples, they remain a bit cynical. Where do we fit into this picture? Are we, like the disciples, a bit jaded about the crowd and its potential answers? Have we studied with the Master, mastering theology, and has our status and standing risen? Do we not want to be bothered with the problems and issues of the hoi polloi, the crowd? Or maybe we're more like the crowd, standing silently in desperate need of help. And there are questions, are there questions on our hearts and issues on our minds that cannot be answered by anybody except God's own help? 
Do we hunger and thirst for the righteousness that a true King of kings and Lord of lords only can bring? Or do we seek a solution to our earthly problems, a kind of king of heavenly vending machine to make all our woes and needs go away? Do we seek to make Jesus a king of this world? And then there is the boy. God has provided him as well. I think in some ways he's a little like the worm is to the disciples. It kind of galls them that this little whelp here would have five loaves and two fish and would propose a solution. But he is the one with the faith that cannot be denied. He has what he has. Five small barley loaves and two fish, and he presents them through the disciples to Jesus. I think the disciples would have liked to have had the lunch for themselves. But their role is about to change. Jesus is about to answer this boy's faith and action. The boy trusts and acts, and Jesus does not deny this faith. Jesus does the opposite of what the disciples would like. He has the crowd sit down. We know this from the other texts of the same account, where they would have had the crowd go out and buy food. Can't you almost hear the slightly impalpable groan? What is he doing? But he, the good shepherd, has them sit on the grass. He has about 5,000 sit, an impossible number. Then he takes the food, gives thanks, and has the disciples distribute it to all as much as each wants And there are 12 baskets left over. And so all Israel will be filled. It is a sign, as Jesus later points out. And now the crowd being fed and feeling better would make him king by force. So he must leave for prayer and must cross the sea. For they would make him what he already is, a king, but they would have a king of the wrong sort as we read in 1 Samuel, a king to go out and fight our battles. God has provided his son, the king of kings, for the whole world. He has provided for the Jews, as it was the time of Passover. He has provided for the displaced and rejected children left from the exile. The miracle occurs in Galilee. He has provided on the lake of Tiberias, outdoing Caesar's own provision for the Gentiles. He has provided a crowd expectant of a miracle as much as they wanted. He has provided the disciples to be somewhat skeptical and yet with enough faith to bring forward the boy. He has provided the boy to bring faith and seen to it that he had a lunch besides. But most of all, He has provided himself as the lamb, who is the good shepherd, to care for his own flock by feeding and providing for them and even teaching the disciples about service. And soon, God would meet the real, deep needs of all of us. 
by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. God would provide the worm of Jesus' death to kill the gourd of our comfort. He would provide that his son should die and rise on that third day. What a surprising answer this cross is. What a surprising provision. It is foolishness to the Jews and Greeks, a rock that makes them stumble. But it is at this very cross that we find the meeting of our needs. Here we find the provision for our sin and the newness of life that comes only through Christ Jesus. It is in this place that we stand as the little boy or the needy crowd or the unserving disciples and beg for forgiveness and fulfillment. And it is here, surprisingly, that God provides the best bread of all, the bread of life. We take and eat, we take and drink, and God fills us up for new service in him. And then we recognize that kingdom that is not of this world. We find in Christ the answer to our issues of sin, death, and hell. He raises us up by that cross, by that death and resurrection, by his holy word in Christian baptism, in holy communion, to be his disciples and serve him both here and in his kingdom that will have no end. Amen.